Hello, friends, and welcome to the U-Turn Podcast. This is your host, Ashley Stahl. I'm a career expert, a speaker, a best-selling author of the book, U-Turn. Get unstuck, discover your direction, design your dream career. And I created the U-Turn book and the podcast as a place to help you connect to who you truly are at your core. And that's why every single week, I want to bring a guest on with the intention of helping you expand what's possible for you, both in your confidence, whether it's in work or love, and just in life in general. So let's get into this week's episode. Hey, U-Turn friends, it's Ash here, and I'm really excited today to bring Jessica Abo onto the show. She's a media trainer, a storytelling coach, an award-winning journalist, and she has more than two decades of experience working as a TV news anchor that helps physicians, experts, entrepreneurs, C-suite executives, authors, celebrities, you name it, all share their story with the world. The fall season is here, and while I watch the New York City leaves turn from green to brown, I cannot help but get really excited about the fall flavors. And like many of you, pumpkin spice just so happens to be one fall flavor I can't get enough of. So when our friends over at Soul CBD let me know they were releasing a new CBD tincture flavor of pumpkin spice, I had to get my hands on this bottle and I wanna share it with you. This tincture is the perfect starting point for your CBD journey. The reason that I love Soul CBD's products so much is that they're 99% hemp derived. So there's no THC, no fillers, just pure plant powered relief. So heading into the holidays with stressful travel, end of the year work rushes, having some extra support to calm your nervous system and reduce inflammation is so key. Just a few pumpkin spice CBD drops will do the trick. It's gluten-free, sugar-free, organic, everything free, feels like. (laughs) And this tincture is convenient and portable. You can just throw it in your purse or your bag, so relief is just a drop away anytime, anywhere. Spice up your morning coffee with this pumpkin spice tincture or simply place a few drops under your tongue during a break. It's easy, it's powerful, it's delicious. Soul CBD has an epic discount to share with the U-Turn community of 15% off your order. Just head on over to ashleystall.com slash soul. That's A-S-H-L-E-Y-S-T-A-H-L.com slash S-O-U-L to access our special page with them. And don't forget to use the code U-Turn, Y-O-U-T-U-R-N at checkout. Now let's get back to this week's episode. And she's particularly incredible at helping people go and land press and not only land press, but really ace it when they get in front of the camera. So she has her own weekly business segment on entrepreneur.com, unfiltered with Jessica Abo on entrepreneur TV. I mean, the list goes on. She's spoken at TEDx, Facebook, Microsoft, Delta Airlines, Good Morning America, Um, she's been featured. I mean, really, truly, there's just so much we could talk about today. So without further ado, thank you so much for being here, Jessica. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you. Yeah. I feel like more than ever, you know, like people need a personal brand and, you know, when I think about it, I think of a lot of pushing, like my interpretation of getting press is getting press. Like it's like hunting and gathering, um, and I'm, I'm curious, do you think there's a way to be magnetic and to make press come to you without having to be so like sending a bunch of cold emails, trying to get noticed? Like, what are you seeing with people who end up creating that sort of magic? So I think those people are 
really working social media to their best advantage. I'm not one of these people. I'm someone who needs someone holding my hand when it comes to coming up with a reel and finding trending audio and all of these sort of things. But a lot of the people who I have found even to feature on entrepreneur are people who I have come across because I follow them online. And I'm like, wow, like this person makes amazing content or they're covering a topic that I think is so interesting, or they launched a product and I learned about it by being online myself and then reach out to them to say, wait, I would love to learn more about your company. So I think the first thing you need to do, whether you're someone like me, who isn't the best at creating social media content, but you show up anyway, or you are someone who does this day in and day out, and you are getting thousands upon thousands of views is just to show up, just put yourself out there, just start, even if it's small with getting your name, your product, your services out in the world, because it's really hard to find you if you are under the covers and your door is locked and no one knows what you're up to. Mm, I love this reminder. And another thing that really comes up is just like, how do, how do people stand out? And I'm sure that's the crux of the question that you get all the time. So let's say, you know, I know a lot of people in corporate are listening to the show and then we have some entrepreneurs and everybody needs a personal brand in this time and age. Like it shows up in your bank account and in your salary, if you're in the workplace and you position yourself as an influence, it helps your company, your company's more visible because of you. They know that. Um, what are some starters? So let's say somebody's listening right now. They have absolutely no PR, no media, and they're like a manager at Google or one of those big tech companies. And they want to start to position themselves as a voice, um, in leadership in tech. Uh, what would be some starting points for that sort of a person? Let's call her like, I don't know, tech Sally. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, it's it's so funny. My go-to name always when I'm making up examples is always Sally as I well. Know, like, so why did Sally become the sacrificial lamb of our names and Becky. Like, why Becky and Sally? I mean, I guess it's better to be a Sally than to be a Karen at this point in time yeah, in, right? in 2022. So, so like, but Karens, there's I know so I know Karens. I know I love I love all the Karens that I know. So we're going to love all the Sallies, the Beckys, the Karens. We're just going to love on everyone today. But okay, so if you're Sally and you are a manager at Google. And you are someone who wants to be a thought leader when it comes to tech leadership. The first thing that I would do and the first thing that I tell my clients to do is to make a list of all of the topics that you can talk about. So Sally might be able to talk about, let's see, company culture. She might be able to think about the, her tech predictions for 2023. She might be able to talk about time management or how to boost company morale or diversity and inclusion, whatever her business topics are, she should make a list of those topics. And then she should jot some notes under each topic about what she would say to support that theme and then figure out, well, what makes her different? What's her spin on all of these things? Because maybe there are tools that she uses for time management that people like you and me have never heard of. Maybe it's a new app that just was developed and she could add that to her talking points. So once you come up with the themes and you come up with the talking points that are special for you, you now you have a sense of, okay, this is what I would take. And this is how I could stand out and break through the noise. But what you want to do is then figure out on the other side, where would you take this content? So you wouldn't necessarily take that content to um, a magazine that covers aviation, unless that you're talking specifically around airplanes and technology, you would want to take it to Forbes, Fast Company, Business Insider. So 
and you know what, maybe the aviation magazine would be really happy to have that tech column, but you get the point because what I'm, what I am getting at here is people will often pitch me a product to be on entrepreneur.com where I have a business series every single week. I get anywhere from 400 to 500 pitches a month for one of these slots. And if someone does their homework, they'll see that I cover the founder of a product. I don't cover the product. I don't have a gift guide. So when people say, dear Jessica, we hope that you will include this lipstick in your must have products for date night. I think that's great. Thank you for showing me the lipstick, but I need to meet the founder of the lipstick and find out why they created that lipstick and how hard it was to create that lipstick. And how was that lipstick different from every other lipstick out there. Oh, it was developed with AI. Cool. That's a great story. So you need to figure out what can you talk about? What are your talking points and where does all of that information fit? Mm -hmm. Really powerful to, to be that clear. And it's hard because we live in a world where there's so much out there. Like, like I think of applying for jobs, like it's, it's like, how do you tailor your resume to every single one, but you kind of need to put in the work or else it's a waste of time. Truly. So it's like go deep versus going so wide and not paying attention. Okay, so Tech Sally over here, she's like going to talk about leadership and time management and tech trends and all of these things. And we're just like, get it, Sally. Now, what would you suggest that she does next? You said, do your homework, take a look at different people who are in that space that you can pitch yourself to. Um, where does she go from there? So let's just use Sally and me for this example. So she could go, let's say she follows me on Instagram. So Uh I'm at Jessica Abo TV for anyone else who wants to be like Sally and follow me and follow these steps. Here's how you do it. So she follows me. She sees, I have this weekly series. Maybe she's watched a couple of the videos, read a couple of the articles. So she knows how I operate. It's in her best interest to send me an email along the lines of dear Jessica, I recently saw your piece on Sally Jones, you know, like I want to be on your radar because I saw that you covered this topic. I could talk about something similar. Here are the things that I could address if you revisit this in the future. So now I'm aware that, you know, Sally number one is aware of the fact that this is what I cover. I have a video and I have an article. So I already know she's aware of the fact that if we do an interview, she's someone who has B-roll, which is, you know, your videos and your still photos, your lifestyle shots that you've shot and collected on behalf of your company. Or she knows if she's going to talk about how she got into tech in the first place. And it has to do with her 80 year old grandma having blue hair. And they started a company together when she was seven. She knows I'm going to ask her, do you have a picture of you and your grandmother when she had blue hair and the company that you guys started, do you have any products as a seven-year-old of like the two of you working together? Because people who come to me often will say, I love what your, I love your articles. And I love, you know, what you're sharing with your readers, but they completely miss that There's a video on top of the article. So if you write, dear Jessica, I saw this piece. I loved the video. I could talk to you about X, Y, Z. And I have a lot of supporting elements that would make this a visually compelling piece. Then we are off to the races. And if I have a slot and I think that that's a timely pitch, I'm going to follow up and say, this sounds great. And we're going to make it happen. But if she writes to, you know, someone like me and says, dear Brooke, my name is Jessica. I'd love, I'd love to be featured on Forbes. I contribute to entrepreneur. We're going to have an issue, but that's what happens. So often people spray and pray their idea. They hope someone like bites, but they don't do that thoughtful and intentional outreach, which I think at the end of the day really gets people big wins. 
Yeah. Like on one hand, I, I get a lot of those like pitches from my Forbes column or even this podcast. One article highlighted us and they accidentally called us your turn versus you turn. There you go. So it's like <laughs> I get all these your turn pitches and I'm like, who's that podcast? But I actually have compassion for it because I know as an entrepreneur, like I've put myself out there so hard that sometimes you're just human and you you have a typo and it's really bad and you are spraying and praying. And even though that's not the strategy, sometimes that's where you start. So I yeah. love what you're sharing about doing your homework, outlining your email. I feel like there's a lot of platforms out there that people don't even know they exist. So let's say like Tech Sally at Google right now, she's got her list of topics. She's looking for shows like yours, uh, or maybe not because yours is more business show, but more of like a tech show or something like that, leadership shows. Um, is there anywhere where you feel like there's more ROI for them to look? Because there's so many islands on the internet, right? Like there's being a podcast guest, there's being in blog posts, being mentioned, doing a TED talk, having a Forbes column, like the list is so endless. Like how do you figure out where to recommend your clients go and focus? I love that you call them islands. I think that is so brilliant. Okay. So the first thing that I would do in this case is ask Sally, why do you want press right now? And what do you want this press to do. Mm -hmm. And then follow that up with where are your people, Sally? So if Sally's trying to get a job someplace else, or Sally has a side hustle and she really wants to leave Google and turn that side hustle into a full-time job, there are different places that would support Sally because she'd be putting herself in the right audience where she could be attracting maybe, you know, potential bosses where they would want to reach out to her. And maybe she would be exciting potential consumers because she's talking about her product. So what you do here is you ask your audience, where do you consume your content? Where, if she's making jewelry and on her Instagram, her jewelry buying folks are, are living and loving what she's making. She needs to ask them, where are you consuming your content? Because if she's looking for more consumers, she needs to go where they are. Mm -hmm. If she's trying to get another job, she needs to find out, maybe talking to other people in her network who happen to have these leadership positions. Hey, where do you get your news? Where do you consume your content? And then be pitching herself to those places because it's great if she is a wish list and she wants to be on the Today Show talking about tech leadership. That's wonderful. But if the people who are making the big decisions that she's looking for aren't watching, watching the today show at 9am, she needs to figure out where they are. And then you make a wish list of press because maybe she grew up watching the today show as a kid. And it's really meaningful for her to land there someday. But the podcast that someone recommended that they listened to, and she happened to hear 10 other people mention might be a better place for her to start because then she knows she's going to be talking to the right people in the right place. Love that. And I also just to kind of piggyback on that, I feel like PR was something that I had pretty down when I started my business. And it was because I wasn't as focused on making money as I was creating my brand first. I think too many entrepreneurs, especially, or even corporates, they come out of the gate so money focused that they miss putting in that TLC and that free time that comes with creating a brand that will pay you off in dividends over time. Um, so the first year for me as a business owner, I was just pitching myself, putting media out there, putting content out there. Um, and one of the things that I struggle with with my show is that not everyone is original. And, and sometimes it's easy to say nobody's original. Like all the ideas are out there and we're just saying them differently. Um, but it's rare for me to feel like, oh, we had a guest and I just learned new tips about social media that I've never heard before and I'm going to use them. Um, so I'm curious, how do you stay creative and how do you stay fresh 
so that you, or how do you have your clients do that so that they really do stand out? Like I know for me, when I pitch myself, uh, when my book came out on career clarity, me being having worked in counterterrorism really stood out for people. Me helping people with self-discovery and having an expertise on intuition, having been a spy, that stood out for people. Um, so I had to kind of play that game of what stood out for them, but I had to have a message that they'd never heard before. So my message was, don't do what you love, do what you are. And this entire book is about figuring out who you are in your career. Um, so yeah, any feedback on how to kind of be creative with how you're positioning yourself and how to stay fresh with your actionable tips. So the first thing that comes to mind here is to think about people's pain points, because even for me, so I came out with an online course this summer, it's called go from camera shy to camera ready. Now to your point, are there a lot of media trainers out there? Sure. But what's going to help me creatively get in front of the right people who might be interested in something like this is talking about that person's pain point. So thinking about the current clients I have this week. So someone was a rambler. They just didn't know when to stop talking. So when I want to post something on social media, I might say, do you ramble? Do you over explain things in meetings? Are you a recovering people pleaser who just always feels misunderstood and needs to keep talking and talking and talking to get your point across? If so, blah, blah, blah. So I would say, look at your life, look at your current clients, look at your employees, members of your team, look at your boss, look at your supervisor and see where can you take what has happened to you today? or this week and make content out of it. Obviously we don't want to mention names. We don't want to get in trouble, but see if there's anything, what's the low hanging fruit in your life that you can use to someone else's benefit as a teaching moment, as a moment of inspiration and start there. And then in terms of taking what you do, I would say, look at your story. I mean, you're an amazing example of this. You are someone who knows that when you're pitching to get maybe your podcast out there, you are just not saying, hi, I have a podcast and I would like to pitch my podcast to you. You're coming at it with all of these different angles, like five things that being a spy taught me that make me a better podcast host. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a cool business story. I can't tell you how many people forget about all of the other things they have going on in their life, because all they're thinking about is the one job they have or that one product that they're pitching. Yeah. But I'm not, when I'm pitching myself to the media, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm not pitching myself as someone who is just a media trainer with just one course. I'm coming at it with a bunch of other angles. So it's, it's really interesting how people forget what makes them interesting. And I would also say, make another list because I'm really into lists, but on your drive to work on your next flight to a next, to your next business pitch, think about the things that you have overcome. Think about your failures. Think about the fact that you moved 10 times as a kid did moving 10 times and seeing the world in a different way, help you become a better leader? If so, how write down those 10 tips yeah. and you, you can be using all of that material in really exciting ways. Hey, U-Turners, this episode is brought to you in part by Glad Skin, the skincare products restoring natural balance to your skin. So did the eczema or acne you perhaps had as a kid follow you into adulthood? Living with a visible skin condition like eczema can impact your sleep, confidence, and even your sense of self. And you deserve so much better than that. It is so real how we feel when other people look at us. And even though it's important to love ourselves, I think part of that comes down to really rethinking our skin treatment. And that's why I love Glad Skin. Glad Skin is a completely new category of skin treatment that is made for people of all ages with eczema prone, acne prone, 
or rosacea-prone skin. So you might be wondering what actually causes the itchiness or the redness or the inflammation or the discomfort that you see on your skin. And it's actually a disruption of your bacterial environment called the skin microbiome. GladSkin specifically works to target the imbalance in your skin's microbiome. Unlike any other skin brands and prescription medications, GladSkin uses Microbalance, which is a revolutionary protein that restores the balance of the good and the bad bacteria that live on your skin so you can finally heal. It's been so effective that 91% of users, adults and children, who tried their top-selling eczema cream reported significant improvement after just seven days. So I especially love their products because GladSkin with Microbalance is steroid-free, works without any harsh ingredients, and is clinically proven to reduce eczema symptoms. It's so gentle, even babies use it. So if you've been frustrated with your treatment options, don't wait to try GladSkin. They're offering the U-Turn community 15% off plus free shipping on your first order at gladskin.com slash U-Turn. That's gladskin.com slash U-Turn. G-L-A-D-S-K-I-N dot com slash Y-O-U-T-U-R-N and make sure you use the U-Turn code for 15% off plus free shipping. I use their makeup remover and their facial bar every single day and then some. I can't wait to hear how much you love them. Now let's get back to this week's episode. I love that too, because you're reminding us all the truth, which is that we're multifaceted as humans. Um, and I always love to recommend a couple things around media on kind of just tailbacking on what you're saying. One is create a lifetime line. I had to do that before I wrote my book. And uh, it really helps you kind of look at like, what are some peak experiences or peak moments or peak l- learnings that you've had in your life? And how can you make sense of them? It took me years to be able to make sense of, okay, I help people with self-discovery. I'm really good at it. But it, it was like, how do I tie in this counterterrorism thing? And then I realized, oh, it's all intuition. That's what I learned is how to save my own life with intuition. And now I'm helping people be happy with their intuition. So you got to find that through line and you can't put that onus on the media to figure it out. You need to look at your experiences and put them together as a story that makes sense. Second, just on kind of the same line, you talk about making a list. And I love that you say that around the different media uh, places that your audience reads or goes to or counts on. Um, rank it from lowest hanging fruit to highest hanging fruit in your opinion, because it's like an avalanche, right? Like U-Turn podcast. We've got 50 to 100,000 listeners per month. We are a midsize show. If you want to get on a midsize show, chances are you probably need to show them you have some experience on a small show. So put yourself out there on the small mom blogs. If you have like a product for babies, put yourself out there on the small mom podcast. If you have a, and then eventually you have enough traction to say, Hey, this episode did really well on this show. Here's five angles I've got. And so now I want to ask you um, about being a guest because I feel like, yes, they secured it and now they need to deliver. And I, I feel like sometimes, you know, like, entrepreneurs, especially we might think marketing is more important than mastery, like get out there. And then we have like shit to offer if we don't pay attention to ourselves, which is the worst feeling ever. So how do we deliver? Like, what do you think makes someone an incredible guest, whether they're on a phone interview or they're on television? Oh, I could talk to you about this all day. So 
<laughs> well, here, what you want to be considerate of is the other person's time. So if it's a 60 minute podcast, you want to be thinking about the things that you want to get across in a way that you can count your words and make your words count. So a lot of people will sit down in an interview, whether it's a three to five minute live segment on TV or a 30 minute episode on a podcast, and they will feel a lot of pressure to tell the anchor, to tell the reporter, to tell the host everything they know, because they're worried that they're not getting it right, that they're not giving the person what they want. So what you want to do is think about the basics that someone's going to ask you. How did you get started? Tell me about your company. What made you want to write this book? What's the book about these kinds of questions and start practicing what you would say. And you're going to find really quickly, whether you have a sound bite, which is, you know, 10, 20 seconds long, ready to go. Or if you're someone who stumbles their way through the answer, if you're someone who is really married to every single word that they would like to share, or they are a corporate executive and your internal PR team wrote your talking points for you. And you feel like you have to memorize content that doesn't even feel like you, what you want to do is get all the words out. If you're reading it, highlight the words that matter to you. If you're the one writing it, write everything you want to say and highlight those nuggets. Because when people talk to me about my book, it's called unfiltered, how to be as happy as you look on social media. Anytime someone would ask me, why did you write this book? I would say, I wrote this book to help people stop falling into the compare and despair trap when they go online and take back their happiness in real life. Mm -hmm. That, that phrase compare and despair trap. What are your nuggets? What are your phrases? And be married to those this way. If someone asks you a list of questions that you were practicing out of order, you're not thrown off. If a producer or a booker gives you a list of questions and then there's breaking news that day and the host says, Hey, we're going to get to our interview, but for a second, can we first talk about blah, blah, blah. You're going to go with the flow because you're used to thinking on your feet because you're not sitting there having memorized paragraphs. You're sitting there with your nuggets and your talking points and your bullet points ready to go when that other person makes it go time. It's so interesting too, because like, it's such a fine line between connecting and being performative. And yeah. like I'm learning that in my meditation teacher training that I'm randomly signed up for, for no reason. Um, I love it. Yeah, I just like signed up. I don't know. But I, what I'm learning is like they make you kind of host meditations for the class and get feedback. Uh, and I'm learning when I started, I was very performative. Like, what do I think is going to relax the person? Um, and so I, I kind of love what you're saying. It's like, know your nuggets, because contrary to what people might think, it sounds like it's forced. But if you know those little bullets, then you can lead with those and connect otherwise, like connect deep more deeply on those topics. And you don't say them the same way every time because you're not sitting there with this answer that is canned and can just, you know, be used as rinse and repeat. It's something that feels like, oh, I know what I want to say here because I know what I want to get across. At the end of the day, we all just want to be relatable and memorable and have an experience that's meaningful. So we want to keep that in mind that if that's what we're looking to get out of this experience, the viewer, the listener, they're looking to get something out of it too. The other thing to keep in mind is you want to think about your audience. Why are they listening? What can they learn from you? How are you making their life better? Are you saving them time? Are you saving them money? Are you teaching them a new skill set? What is the whole point of having this conversation and really put yourself in that person's shoes? Because that will be another way for you to really boil down what are the most meaningful things that you want to get across. And then the other things to be a really great guest is to come prepared. 
if you are someone who's doing an interview like this over zoom, I have a ring light behind my laptop. My laptop is on a stand. I have the equipment that I know is going to give you the very best sound quality I can in this moment of time. So if you are someone who is sitting in front of a white wall in a really noisy environment, then that's going to be tougher for the interviewer to get through. So think about all of the elements that you can be planning for in advance and preparing for so that you can bring your very best, the, ve the very best environment and put together the, the most incredible segment you can in that minute. This episode is brought to you in part by Bioptimizer's newest product, Magic in a Jar, called Collagenius. You've probably heard by now about the superpowers of mushroom extracts and collagen. And Collagenius pretty much contains the most hyper-concentrated forms of four of the best health-boosting mushrooms. You've got lion's mane, chaga, cordyceps, and reishi, collagen, and Peruvian cacao. So when you combine the cultivating powers of these four mushrooms with the various benefits of collagen, it's really the most effective way to energize your brain and your body. It's genius, it's delicious, it's really effective. The smooth chocolatey drink will definitely find a way into your routine. Simply add it to your coffee or even mix it with water. And most importantly, it's going to fuel your brain and body with all day energy without any jitters or crashes. So if you struggle with brain fog or you have difficulty focusing and you wanna repair your brain in a natural, consistent way, don't wait to check Collagenius out. It was just launched, but I believe that it will be sold out soon. So do not wait and check it out on newtopia.com slash U-Turn Genius. That's N-O-O-T-O-P-I-A.com slash Y-O-U-T-U-R-N Genius. And promo code U-Turn 10 during checkout to save 10%. That's Y-O-U-T-U-R-N 10 during checkout. And Newtopia, the company that makes College Genius, is so confident that you'll love their product that they offer a 365 day money back guarantee. Again, that special link is newtopia.com slash U-Turn Genius and use U-Turn 10 during checkout to save 10%. Your brain will thank you. And that's newtopia.com slash U-Turn Genius and use code U-Turn 10. Now let's get back to this week's episode. I love what you're sharing. And it also kind of reminds me of the, the truth of the matter being that like some our very best changes, right? Like when we're a beginner, we're a beginner and yeah, got to give yourself permission to be a beginner. You, we talked a lot about having these bullet points, like having basic structure. I found as a podcast host and not always, but what makes people stand out to me uh, is maybe a little unexpected. You were saying, do your homework is data. Like when somebody says, here's my five tips to do this, and they were like, and, and here's the science behind it, you're educating your listener, not just on what to do, but why to do it, why it works, and you're building confidence. So just like a fun little tip, I think, for anyone who's creating those bullets, like you said, and I love how you were talking about making them catchy, like compare and despair. Um, so taking that time to think like, what are your top five tips for that interview? What are your fun sound bites that you need to remember? What's maybe some data you want to share? If you feel like it's relevant, you make sure it's credible because weird data is everywhere. And uh, Forbes would be so on my case if I was hyperlinking some weird studies that don't have credibility. Um, okay, so speaking about acing your interviews, then you need to use it for something. And if there's anything I learned having a book come out that did pretty well, it's like it putting something out there is the beginning. 
keeping it out there, sustaining it, using it, leveraging it. There's a very real thing with PR of strike when the iron is hot. So can you talk to us a little bit about like, how do we leverage this thing? Oh, I love that. And before I get to leveraging, I just want to add one more thing because I love your point about bringing in the numbers. Yeah. All I, all I would caution is when you bring in the numbers for television or even a podcast, just be careful with how you use those numbers, because what happens is people can lose track of the numbers very quickly. So if you were to say, these are the five points and they're backed up by this study that was done in 2010 in 2010, they found 53% of people do this and 72% of people do that. And then in 2012, 80%, all of a sudden people are like, I don't know what year and what number go together. So if you can turn those 50% and above numbers into more than half or less than half or two thirds, or if, if there's a visual, like it took two Madison square gardens worth of people. If you imagine all of those seats being filled, that's how many people it took in our trial to get this answer, right? Things like that help bring numbers to life. Otherwise, yes, to the numbers, a thousand percent, just be careful that there aren't so many of them that people forget what those numbers mean. And then switching over to how to make all of this mean something and how to maximize your exposure. Now you have this clip. Okay. So let's take you, you've been on CNN you take that clip on CNN. And the first thing that you do is transcribe it. You want all of the words that you said, because maybe there are some really golden nuggets in there. Maybe you're going to use some of those nuggets and turn them into graphics that your intern, that your marketing person, or that you create on Canva or another type of tool out there that you like to use. And you look at the calendar from where you are today. So we are recording this on October 7th between October 7th, 2022 and October 20, October 7th, 2023, we map out 12 months. Okay. So maybe part of your interview had to deal with failure and how you got to this point and you were able to write this book. Great. Next Thursday, October 13th happens to be international failure day. So you take a little uh, quote from your segment, you make it into a graphic and next Thursday you make that one of your pieces of content, perhaps for small business Saturday, international women's day, going back to November, giving Tuesday, the holidays in December, January, new year, new you, you look at these 12 months and you say, where can I refurbish this CNN piece? When can I run it again in full? When can I chop it up and use it as content that I've turned into graphics? The day the piece airs, which is probably where I should have started this whole thing, have a digital task force, ask your friends, family, your colleagues, ask anybody and everyone to take that link of that CNN clip, maybe write some copy that they can share on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, that they can tweak, but at least they have a direction of where to go in and say, can you please on this day, take this link when I send it to you with this copy and post it to your social networks. Don't forget at the end of the day to tag CNN and to tag the anchors or the reporters or the producers that you worked with along the way to make that segment happen. But there's so much that we can do to take a segment today and not have it last just for 15 minutes, but have it last for many, many years. I love that so much. And, um, you know, for me, uh, if you're looking to build your brand as a speaker or to really solidify it, I would say also like, make sure you get those recordings because sometimes they're fleeting on television. You can't access them. I have a speaking reel and it's really helped me when I move from being an uncompensated speaker to a compensated speaker. Um, so you can check that out and I'm sure you have a lot of resources there. What's something that I haven't asked you. I know there's probably some, some don'ts, like you talked about don't ramble. 
Um, what are some sneaky little don'ts that maybe people aren't thinking about? Um, I love what you said about data, like taking the numbers and making more sense of them. Um, what else would you suggest is a don't? Don't forget after you've been on CNN, the Today Show, your local news, your best friend's podcast, don't forget to update all of your social media to say as seen on or as featured in with either logos or just the names, because that's really exciting. As you were mentioning earlier, press begets press. And when you have that tier of, oh, the Today Show is going to do a segment on you and they ask, have you been on anything else? You're going to be able to show really clearly on your website or on your social media that you know what's going on because you are sharing where you've been featured before. If you are someone who is doing an interview that is over Zoom, Riverside, any one of these virtual platforms, make sure in the lighting department that you are not sitting with your back against the window. You want your face facing the window if it's during daylight hours. So all of that natural sunlight comes through the window and on your face. I'm sitting pretty far from the natural windows in my area. That's why I have a ring light today. The ring light is on my face. So a lot of people think, oh, I have a huge window in my office or in my kitchen. I will set up in front of that space and they don't realize that they are going to be backlit. What that means is your back is getting all the lighting and as a result, your face, your face will be really dark. So that's another like sneaky little thing to, to keep in mind. Another sneaky little thing to keep in mind is if you're doing a live interview, ask the person who booked you where you should park. Because if you're doing, let's say a morning show segment and you need to be there at a very early hour of the morning, the parking garages might not be open. You might not be able to park on a certain street. So don't forget to ask where to park. So that day you're not stressing out on where to go and what to do, you know, exactly where you're going, maybe even do a trial run a few days before at the time of day, you're supposed to do the interview. So you feel really good. I can't tell you how many people I would be doing segments with when I was on a morning show and they would say, I don't know where to go, or, you know, I don't want to get towed. Can I park here? So that's another little sneaky one. I love that so much. And and one thing I've learned as an entrepreneur is that press doesn't always mean sales. Um, oh, a, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. So talk to me a little bit about like, what's the point? Like some, some entrepreneurs, like, you know, they're spending 10 K a month on PR, but it's like, it's not moving the needle forward. So can, can we talk about how do we turn these opportunities into sales or, or what are some mindsets that you can give us to manage our, our expectations? So going back to why do you want press and what do you want this press to do? Be very clear in that moment of how you answer those questions, because if it's brand awareness, if it's to get another job, if it's to increase your portfolio and impress investors to get more capital, be very clear so that if it doesn't do something else, you're not upset because you're keeping, you know, your eyes on the prize. So I just actually had this conversation with two clients yesterday who said that they've been doing all this press. It's not moving the needle. And I said to them, but what were you hoping to get out of it? And they really wanted to beef up their investor deck. And I said, but then that's great because all you want to do in the situation, here's another tip on maximizing your exposure is screenshot where you appeared and put it in your deck screenshot that appearance and put ad money behind it, put traffic, you know, to that piece or use it as a, as an ad that then sends traffic to your website, to your product, to your book, whatever it might be. Your LinkedIn you, profile, maybe your LinkedIn. LinkedIn yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh my God. I love it. Yes. But that's exactly the point. The point is you need to use that piece of press as 
part of your roadmap to get from where you are to where you want to be. Now, when I was on the Today Show, the day my book came out, I did not sell a million books. I actually thought being on the Today Show would be like the thing that helped I me sell so all of these books. Tell me more. Yeah. I, I did not sell hardly any books that day, but I sold books going on these podcasts about, you know, psychology and technology and happiness, like where people were really eager to talk about this kind of information or, you know, doing a speech where I got off the stage and then 2000 people went on Amazon and bought the book because they were excited about what I was talking about live. But it wasn't, I didn't get the numbers from where I thought I would get the numbers, but I used being on the Today Show as leverage to get me higher paying speaking gigs to get me future speaking gigs to put in every bio that I ever use when I'm introduced, because now as a media trainer, people are like, oh, well, if she's been on the Today Show and she's been on Good Morning America, she a clearly knows how to get there and B, she knows how to handle herself when she does. Oh, and C, she has had to do this content calendar of 12 months to figure out how she needs to use her own content. So, oh, okay. Like she gets what's going on. So figure out how you can use everything to your advantage advantage, but just because it didn't sell a million products or get you a million followers, it doesn't mean it didn't do its job. Mm, Okay. What have I not asked you, Jessica, that I need to ask you before we go, if anything, and if nothing, where can we all find you and get your book and your course? So one thing you haven't asked me that's just top of mind is, has it been easy to be in this seat? And the answer is no. I would say I worked all day, every day for two years to create the course that went live this summer. And I did not enjoy the experience. I didn't enjoy writing the scripts for the modules. I enjoyed probably the recording because that was a little bit more in my wheelhouse. I didn't enjoy redoing my website, the digital strategy, learning about SEO. I mean, it was a huge learning curve. So I just want to make the playing field a little bit more level and say, if you are someone who doesn't enjoy public speaking, you don't enjoy being on camera. You don't enjoy the thought of getting dressed and having to sit on a set where you don't know what they're asking. And you think the whole world is going to, you know, be calling you to say you did a terrible job. And what were you thinking when you wore that tie? I just want to say that sometimes the things that we don't enjoy are the things that help us grow the most. And when I look back on what I've accomplished, I'm very proud that I did not give up on myself and just be like, I'm not going to do this or you know, I'll do something else. I have something really meaningful to show for all of that time. And I think if people put themselves out there and they show up and they take the risk because at the end of the day, we all want to look good and sound good, no matter what we're doing. We don't want anyone to call us and say like, I feel so bad for you. Are you like still hiding under the table? That interview was so bad. You know, we don't want anyone to do that. We don't want to feel that way about ourselves. I would just say so much growth and so much opportunity can come from putting yourself outside of your comfort zone and you don't have to do it alone, whether you work with me or you hire someone else or you download someone else's course or buy someone else's book, it doesn't matter. Just know that you have something to offer. There's no one in the world who can do you other than you and people like me and you and all of your listeners, we want to learn from you. So don't, don't keep all that golden wisdom to yourself, you know, share it, share it with the rest of us. Thank you so much for coming onto the show. Thank you for having me and where people can go to find me. My website's jessicaabo.com. You can buy my course there. You can download my free PDF guide called get press with Jess there. You can learn more about the masterclass that I offer by going to my Instagram, which is jessicaabo.tv. 
there is a link tree there. I just got one of those. Cause again, like I'm a dinosaur. I'm like so bad with social media, but now I have a link tree. So I'm really excited about that. And to kind of catch up to 2022, the masterclass will eventually be on my website too, but you know, you can't have everything all at once. These things take time and you can learn more about my one-on-one coaching by just emailing me and you can get in touch with me at Jess at jessicaabo.com. Thank you again. Thanks for having me. Part of your dream includes starting up your own podcast. Go to Libsyn.com. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. And put in my promo code U-Turn, Y-O-U-T-U-R-N. And you're going to get up to two months of free podcasting service. I've tried other platforms and I ended up loving Libsyn and staying with them because they offer me incredible customer support, real-time analytics, which I look at all the time to see how the show is doing. Just go to Libsyn.com, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com and use my promo code Y-O-U-T-U-R-N-U-T-U-R-N. What are you waiting for? It's time for you to start your show. Thank you so much for tuning into the U-Turn podcast. And thank you again so much for our sponsors. We are here because of you and to our listeners. Thank you for checking out our sponsors. We always pick people and brands that we trust and we believe in. And just for listening to the show, writing your reviews on the Apple app, and just being willing to make your own U-Turns. We'll see you next week. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.